stating that we should not uh, think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Uh, but then uh, he finishes it up with being kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. And uh, as we live our life, there are, there are things that God wants us individually to do. And if we do not succeed in who God has designed for us to be, then we're going to miss out on that. You know, God has gifted you to serve him. Do we believe that? We spent time looking at gifts, all right? So God gave us these gifts, and when he says not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, it doesn't mean that you have to think of yourself as a worm. Why? Because he's gifted you to accomplish something. He, we, are, we are ambassadors for Christ. And so as we, as we look at this area uh, of being a servant of the Lord, we, we have to learn who we are. We've got to learn ourself. I've told you before, I, I, stu- I study people. I watch I'll sit back and I'll watch how somebody responds to situations. And I'll watch people when they make decisions. And I'll think, is that a good decision or is that a bad decision? And I'll just catalog it away and watch how it turns out. There are some decisions that they are not uh, as clear as could be. Uh, Not everything is a command. Not everything is, a, is a, a violation of biblical principle, and so, uh, so I'll watch. Uh, and so I study people, but not only do I study people, I study me. Because I've got to know how, what makes me tick. I don't know about you, but I want to get to the end of my race still serving the Lord. And I better know what I am prone to do that's wrong, I better know what, what triggers are in my life. I better know what encourages me, and I need to know what discourages me. I need to know who I want to, I, the type of people that I want to hang around because they help me. And I also need to know the type of people that I can't hang around. Boy, it just got real quiet. Pastor, you don't spend any time with me. I know. <laughs> uh, but the reality is we, we do have to, we have to guard ourselves. We have to know how we tick so we can live the life that God wants us to live. And so we're in a series entitled Living Life. Uh, this is the second part of it. And tonight's message is entitled Knowing You. Knowing You. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your word, the principles that we can gather from it, the instruction, the guidance. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that indwells us as believers uh, to convict us and to encourage us, to comfort us, to lead us, guide us, to protect us. Thank you for that. And now I pray tonight that as we uh, spend the next few moments looking at this passage and these others, I pray that you would help us to be strengthened in our faith, help us to be faithful to you until Christ comes. And so help us for Christ's sake, amen. 
So uh, when we talk about knowing ourselves, uh, we, I don't think we realize the spiritual significance and importance uh, that's there in knowing ourselves. It is vital for us spiritually to know where we're at. Sometimes you have feelings about something, but you don't even know what they are. You don't know why you feel the way you feel. Maybe you wake up and you're just a little bit grumpy. Maybe you're just frustrated. Have you ever had a day that you were just frustrated, but you couldn't put your finger on really anything that was causing you to be frustrated, but it was just the reality that you were, you were frustrated? We've got we've to know, know those things. We need to be able to figure out what is it that is bringing this into my life. Uh, what, what are the gauges that I can use to help me stay on track? I like recipes. I like to cook, and recipes are, they're great. Now, I don't follow them, uh, but uh, uh, they, they are a guideline. Uh, and so uh, I'll always add way more spice than what is on a recipe, but, uh, but I, I like those basic ideas to sort of give you an uh, give you a direction uh, on what you could do. And uh, so with that though, life, there's principles that God has given us right here that will help us make a good life. We are not a victim to circumstances. Too many people live as victims. We're not a victim. I'm not saying that there aren't times where we become a victim, but in life, uh, our life is going to be what we make it to be. And if we don't, if we don't spend any time figuring out what direction we're going to go, we're just going to wander. And I don't want that to be the case. So, uh, so the Bible study... Um, that we've started, uh, it's, it's important that we understand who we are, uh, what we are, how we tick. And when I understand this, it helps me to know what steps I need to take to protect me from me. You know, the Bible, Bible talks about besetting sins, and we'll go there in a little bit. Well, if I don't pay attention and I don't even know what my besetting sins are, I'm setting myself up for failure. Why, should, why would God tell us about besetting sins? He is giving us some instruction to say, hey, these are things that you tend to do. These, you, these are sins that you are drawn to. You, be, you better be aware of them. Uh, and so it helps us protect ourselves from ourselves, to make adjustments to our own weaknesses, to make improvements to our strengths. And so uh, we need to know who we are. So look again with me, verse number three, Romans 12, three. For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of, of faith. When we think about uh, this, this uh, phrase about thinking more highly than ourse of ourselves than we ought to think, uh, 
oftentimes we, we just run right to pride. Uh, and that is definitely something that we need not to be. We don't need to be uh, proud, uh, thinking too highly of ourselves. Uh, and that is an issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs 13:10, only by pride cometh contention. Every contention is a result of the sin of pride. Wow. That tells us a whole lot about ourselves, doesn't it? You know, some people are contentious. They're always wanting to fight. They're always in an aggressive position, confrontational position. You know what? That just, that just shows us, you know, the, the result of that, the reason that they're there is because of pride. Say, Pastor, don't judge. I'm not judging. I'm just telling what the Bible says. God said it. So, so here we see only by pride come with contention. Here he said not to think of yourself more highly than he ought to think. Uh, and so uh, with that, uh, we, we are to think soberly according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, uh, several things about that. Uh, the, uh, it doesn't say that we are not to think of ourselves. He says not to think more highly. He doesn't think, he does not say that we should think lowly of ourselves. You know, God has gifted you. And if we think of ourselves as lowly, then we are not going to have the confidence to use the gift that God has given us for his glory. Now, this is huge because if we are going to live life the way that God wants us to live life, he doesn't want us to live life as though we are conquered. We are more than conquerors. That is, uh, that's the theme verse, uh, Romans eight thirty seven. That's the theme for uh, the Christian school. We are more than conquerors. Uh, and with that, that's a reality. So as a believer, uh, I shouldn't be go, I should not be responding uh, uh, without any confidence uh, in what God has done. He says, he doesn't say that we're not to think. He says we're not to think more highly. Uh, that means above measure. Uh, don't think that you're somebody. Anything good about us is God. Any blessings that I have is because God has blessed me. Any talents I have is that God has blessed me and God has gifted me and God has given me breath to use those giftings for him. So, so having those giftings, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be embarrassed about it. Why? Because God gave them to me and he gave them to me to use them for him. And so, so we, need to, uh, we need to see that. So uh, here we see that uh, it does not say that we are not to think. It says we're not to think more highly of ourselves uh, than we ought to think. Uh, and uh, than he ought to think. That, and that's talking about too much. Uh, and we shouldn't be thinking uh, too highly of ourselves. Philippians 3, uh, verses uh, 4 through 8. The Bible says, Though I might have confidence in the flesh, 
If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Now, Paul is going to go through and he is going to list his credentials. And Paul had the credentials. Paul had, uh, he had the pedigree, if you would. Uh, he, he had everything uh, that was uh, desired by so many. Uh, and some would falsely say that they had it. And Paul had it. He didn't have to even make any of it up. It was there. Uh, so, so all of these, though, Paul realized uh, those were there. God had gifted him. Uh, he had blessed him with those. He was aware of his qualifications. He wasn't bragging about them. It was just reality. That's what God had positioned him for. So Paul was, uh, Paul was aware of his strengths. Are we aware of our strengths? If we're not aware of our strengths, then how are we going to better them? How are we going to use them? We can, we can try, they used to promote that you should find where your weaknesses are and spend time trying to build those weaknesses up so you were more well-balanced. What they've found is it doesn't work. You know what they found out is they found that you should spend your energy on your strengths. Because if you spend all your energy on tra- trying to make your weaknesses better, you're, not get- you're only going to be average. But if you spend your energy focusing on your strengths, you can accomplish so much more in the areas that God has naturally gifted you in. Uh, so Paul was aware uh, of who he was. Uh, and he knew, but he knew it wasn't for him or by him. And that's the difference. It wasn't just about Paul. It wasn't about uh, him accomplishing what he wanted to accomplish. The giftings and the blessings were given to him uh, by God. He knew it was from God, so he could, be, he could use that for God's glory. So not only did Paul know his strengths, but he also knew his weaknesses. For time's sake, uh, we're not going to go there, but 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10, uh, it talks about uh, the thorn in the flesh that Paul had. Uh, it was, he was given a thorn in the flesh, and he knew where his weaknesses were. So we see him uh, knowing his strengths. We see him recognizing his weaknesses. Uh, and so then we go back uh, to Romans twelve three. We find that not only are we not to think uh, more highly than ourselves, but we are to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, that word soberly is the, the Greek word sophroneo, sophroneo, and it means rationally, intellectually sound. If you are going to make an assessment of yourself, God's saying it needs to be rational. It needs to be intellectually sound. What he's saying is it needs to be real. And, and this assessment uh, it goes on, rational without illusion, rational in the sense of purposeful. 
And so God wants us to know. He said, uh, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think, but to think soberly. Uh, be rational about who you are uh, and how it can be purposeful. Uh, so, so we are to think soberly. Uh, so in life, uh, there, are, there are recipes that we can take and uh, put those recipes together uh, to get the, the results that we desire. And so, uh, so we're going to do some self-assessment. We need to know uh, who we are. We need to determine our strengths determine our strength. Uh, it isn't, uh, what's the purpose of knowing our gifts if we're not going to use them? Why would God even, why would he even go in and give us the instruction about if, if we weren't going to use it? Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. And he goes through. There are diversity, differences of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. And God wants to work in us. God wants to work in us. And God wants to work in us individually, but God wants us to work in us corporately. He adds us to the body, and he did not gift us all the same. And with that, he wants us to work together. Why? So uh, that influence uh, can be used uh, for the Lord. Our influence will be elevated or diminished based on how we act and interact with others. Our influence will be elevated or diminished based on how we act or interact with others. So I need to know me so I can be the best husband that I need to be. I need to, to know uh, me so I could be the dad that God would want me to be, the papa, the son, the brother, uh, the pastor. I need to, I need to know uh, me so I can recognize where my fault, uh, faults are, where my failures are, so I can uh, be the person that God had designed me to be. So uh, I'm going to have to skip a bunch of this. So we're going to jump right into points here. Uh, number one, what are your strengths? What are your strengths? Do you know? What are your strengths? Uh, I, I've got a list here. Um, are you decisive? Are you perceptive? Hardworking? Compassionate? Good-natured? Forgiving? successful? Do you have leadership skills? Are you financially prosperous? No. <laughs> uh, no, but, but we look at these, and these are, these are just some things. And you say, oh, yeah, pastor, I'm all of those. Well, great. Praise the Lord. But, but these, are, these are some strengths. Now, I might not have mentioned anything that is a strength that you have, but you need to know what your strengths are. Because if you don't know where your strengths are, how are you going to direct your life to use those giftings and those strengths in a way that would be pleasing to the Lord? And not only will it be pleasing to the Lord, it will also benefit you. When you are working in an area, you are serving in an area where you are gifted in strength and you are using uh, your strengths for the Lord, there's fulfillment there. 
being in the wrong place, filling, filling a spot is one thing, but when you're, you're not where your giftings are, it's miserable. And so uh, we need to know our strengths. Number two, what are your weaknesses? What are your weaknesses? Your liabilities. We've got to know that. I don't want my weaknesses to turn people away from Christ. You say, well, Pastor, that's just how I am. That's, that's a cop-out. That's a cop-out. If somebody is offended because of my position, I'm sorry, but I'm still not changing my position. But if somebody is offended because of my disposition, shame on me. Shame on me. That should not be the case. We need, we need to know for every strength, there's a corresponding uh, weakness. For every asset, there's a li- liability. Uh, you may be decisive, and that's a strength, but the flip side of it is you can be very bullheaded. There's a liability. There's a liability. <laughs> I made eye contact with Brother Rick when I said that, and it's like, okay, we're just going to park here. All right. All right. So um, so decisive, and you might be bullheaded. Perceptive. You can be very critical. Be hardworking, but then you can become self-satisfied and self-sufficient. Maybe it's compassionate, but in that compassion, you could be willing to overlook uh, sinfulness and wrong because you're willing to be compassionate. You could be good-natured, but then that good nature also could cause you to be very weak in your convictions. And everything just has to be happy all the time. Now, I'm all for smiling, and I'm all for being happy, but I'm not for being weak in our convictions. Maybe we have been successful. We could become proud and dismissive of other people. Maybe we're very forgiving, and on the other side, we could be very unjust. Because of the forgiveness, we just overlook everything. We could be financially prosperous on one side and very selfish uh, and self-serving on the other. Uh, so what are, our, what are our weaknesses? You know, take, take some time this week and do a self-assessment. Where are you at? I did some of this with our staff and went through and looked at some things. And uh, it's, so, it's so important. We've got to know where we're at. Uh, number three, what are your besetting sins? What are your besetting sins? Own it. Why? Because that's where the devil's going to tempt you. He's coming, he's coming after all of us. And those besetting sins, we better put up some roadblocks. We better put up some barriers. We better put up some walls around us to protect ourselves from ourselves. 
let's, let's be honest. Satan isn't bothering any of us. He's got bigger fish to fry. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And big picture, that is the case. But most sin happens because we just don't even pay attention to ourselves. We set ourselves up for failure. Why? Because we don't know our besetting sins. Maybe that besetting sin is lust. You better have some boundaries in what you look at. Maybe it's anger. You better work on what, what are those, what are things that set me up? We've got to set ourselves up for success. What are our besetting sins? Romans 12, 1 and 2. We cannot lay aside that which doth so easily beset us if we don't know what it is. So, lust of the flesh, that morality, thoughts, desires, uh, lust of the eyes. Uh, 1 John 2, 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the wor world. So the lust of the flesh, that's morality, thoughts and desires, the lust of the eyes, covetousness, things, possessions, money, uh, the pride of life, uh, pride, uh, that, uh, that pride. Uh, God says in Romans 8, 13, uh, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way, the froward mouth do I hate. And so uh, they, these are, these are uh, sins that we've got to guard ourselves against. Number four, what habits or traits, what habits and traits that are destructive or unhealthy? What, what things are in my life? What habits, what character traits do I have that, that is destructive? Are you emotionally unstable? That's destructive. It's destructive. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and what? A sound mind. Jacob looked at Reuben and said, Thou art as unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. It's destructive. We've got to bring our thoughts under control. Being emotionally unstable. Anxiety. We, we live in a world now where there are so many disorders tied to anxiety. And I'm, and I'm not saying that there aren't chemical imbalances and things like that. But we can feed these things in our life. And they get bigger instead of smaller. What happens? Somebody finds themselves becoming, having that, uh, that anxiety. They withdraw. And when they withdraw and aren't around people, guess what? They become more 
anxious about being around people, and they would draw even more. And so we have, to, we have to realize these are things that are destructive. They are destructive to our well-being. And if I am not going to be healthy, and I'm not going to be able to, uh, to live the life God wants me to live, then I can't, I can't serve him to the capacity that he wants me to serve him. So I've got to look and know these things about myself, uh, being emotionally unstable, anxiety. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody is crude. That's, that's something to work on. Why? Because it will, it will set you away. Maybe somebody is tactless. My pops, when uh, uh, pops first got saved, uh, we, used to, we used to cut each other down. It was just sort of normal. Everybody was just always very cutting with our tongues. And after we got saved, uh, we had to learn how to, how to tease without being injurious. And, and it, was, it was a whole different, whole different world. I mean, uh, somebody would say something or do something, and there was just a quip, there was a jab that was there, and we would, we would just sort of cut each other down. And it wasn't just within the family, it was anybody that was around. And, and so that was just something we had to change about ourselves. Why? Because, uh, because it, it did not allow us to be the person that God would want us to be. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we become tactless. Maybe we are uh, always talking. Maybe we are selfish. Maybe we are uh, inconsiderate of others. Maybe we are judgmental. Uh, maybe we are narcissistic. Uh, that narcissistic uh, personality, the Bible, the Bible word for that is scorner. A scorner. Maybe we're passive aggressive, but we have to, we have to know what our habits are. What are what are our traits? So so we don't allow something uh, to become uh, uh, detrimental to our life. We have to learn so we can better represent the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be able to look into the mirror and see things that I need to fix. Just this week, maybe, I think it was even yesterday, I got ready, came over. I was over here at the office for a couple hours, and Deb walked over, Deb walks over, man, your hair's sticking up. It's like, oh, I couldn't see it, and I guess my hair was just sticking right out back here. And, and because I couldn't see it, I couldn't fix it. We need, we need to be able to see what's not right with us so we can fix it. We need to grow to mature. Why? So we can influence others for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, knowing you, some people, their life is chaos. Some people's life, it is just absolute chaos. And they live in that chaos, and it's tragic to, to observe. They project that they are victims of the circumstances, but they're not. Deb and I, earlier this week, were talking, and, and she was bringing up some chaos that somebody was just, they're, they're, this individual, their life is just chaos, chaos, chaos. And, and it's nobody here. And so... Uh, anyway, I, I told her, 
because uh, we were discussing how people live that way and why. And I told her, I said, those who live in a constant state of chaos are willing victims of their circumstances. Because they're not willing to choose a course of action and be purposeful in their life. Have you ever played pinball? Some people, they are that ball. And they are bounced every direction. They are completely at the mercy of everything that they touch. Now that's miserable. You don't have to live that way. It's not God's plan for you to live that way. God wants us to be purposeful. God gives us principles to live by. And what happens? Those principles that we live by, those biblical principles, though life happens to everybody, not everybody is in a state of utter chaos. What's the difference between those that are and those that are not? The ones that are in chaos, uh, they are just allowing the circumstances to determine where they go, and it just is an event that just happens, and they have no choice, no no, uh, way to do anything about it. Uh, But life happens to everybody. So what, what happens when somebody is allowing God's word to direct them, they have principles that they are going to live by. Their circumstances will not determine their, their belief system. They live by principle. When you live by principle, you also have to live by priority. And in living by priority, what happens You might have to reassess and you might have to make some adjustments based on circumstances, but you're making those decisions. You're not just responding and bouncing along every situation that happens. So those that live in a constant state of chaos are willing victims of their circumstances because they're not willing to choose a course of action of a principled life. And so, uh, you know, we, we, need, we need to know ourselves. We need to work on ourselves so we can be used for the Lord. So we can be the person that God wants us to be. And God has gifted us and God has blessed us. And we shouldn't be ashamed of that. We should... We should have confidence in what God has done in our life. And that confidence should cause us to be able to use the blessings of God in our life to influence others. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your uh, word. Thank you for your people. Help us, Lord, to learn our own selves. Help us to uh, allow the, uh, the principles that you give to us uh, to live by. Uh, help us to use them to guide our, our steps and our walk and uh, lead us, please, so we can, we can represent you in this world down here. 
And so meet the needs of our people, heads bowed, eyes closed. He said, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. He put some, his finger 